0: To the 13th episode of the Creative Wanderer podcast, your weekly jaunt into creative inspiration. We are Amelia and Jo. Hello Jo. Hello Amelia, and hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Today we'll be talking about week 12 of The Artist Way, recovering a sense of faith. We have reached the final week of our journey of creative discovery and recovery. Hurrah and well done to all of you, our fellow creative wanderers. Whoop! yay and what a journey it has been hasn't it joe it certainly has (laughs) it's been great so we've looked sabotage in the face we've blasted through blocks we've learned to trust through synchronicity and finally we have reached the point where we examine the role faith plays in our creative expression we will be exploring trust and how it is us and us alone who determine our creative existence Julia reminds us that artistic process is rooted in mystery and that we should always nurture the playfulness of our imagination. Finally, just before we are ready to take off, we uncover the very last imposter block in the guise of well-meaning doubt. Wow, we certainly end on a high note, don't we? We certainly do.
1: Well, you can still get in touch with us if you would like. We would be delighted to hear from you if you'd like to let us know how your journey has been or is going. Contact us at creative at yahoo.com and also please follow us on Instagram at creative wanderer. Just replace part of creative with the number eight and the beginning of wanderer with the number one. And you can share any pictures, of quotes you've been inspired by or affirmations which resonate with you. We'd love to hear from you
0: the same question every week how did you find week 12 well for me this week felt
1: like the accomplishment it is actually I felt like I've truly changed from the person I was when I began this journey it's been both beautiful and it's been challenging in part Mm -hmm. as well it's made me really evaluate myself on a general level not just as an artist and it's made me really realise that having faith in myself and my creative abilities you know learning to trust what comes to me and through me it's meant to do so and one major revelation for me was the most vital piece of wisdom To keep one's creative ideas and brain children to oneself until they're ready. A writer is always told, don't show anyone anything until the first draft is written. And this really does ring true for all creative endeavors.
0: Absolutely. It sounds like you've had so many wonderful wins. I have. It's been joyous because
1: I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing with my life had I not been doing this. It's great. So,
0: what about you, Amelia? How have you found this week? Oh my goodness. I found this week to be full of heart. Mm. I must say, I felt quite emotional that we have come to the end of our journey. I wanted to to last forever yeah absolutely so I also know that it is now that our work truly begins I love the fact that Julia speaks about trust and that once we have done our work we have to surrender to the process and its mystery yes and then the imagination at play section made me feel all childlike and I gave myself the permission to keep on playing in my life I also found escape velocity and the doubt it harbors very healing as it gave me an opportunity to address the times in life when I failed to take off due to allowing uncertainty to cut across my career path. Yeah. We've all been there. We certainly have all been there. Yes. And it was really great to finish the journey by signing the creativity contract and committing to traveling the road for another 90 days.
1: Yes, I agree. Lovely.
0: That made me very happy.
1: So we've reached the final week of our three-month journey into recovery and discovery of our creative self. And although we may feel we've finished, we have indeed only truly
0: started on our creative path. Yep. In the past 11 weeks, we have been stripping layer after layer of our own self-denial and sabotage. And now we are left with the most challenging task of all, developing and nurturing a sense of trust in ourselves and our artistic process. Yeah, we would have hopefully by now silenced our incessant thirst for approval by others. And this
1: section helps us root our sense of self in trusting that we and we alone know what is best for us. Yeah, trust and integrity walk hand in hand. They certainly do. And what does creativity require, Amelia? It requires faith. It certainly does. As ever, we like to find out what words mean. So let's talk about what is the definition of faith. Faith is a belief in God or in a set of religious doctrines. A set of religious doctrines, a body of dogma. Confident or unquestioning belief in the truth value or trustworthiness of a person idea or thing it's also loyalty to a person or thing allegiance keeping faith with one's supporters
0: it's nice to define the word faith because we very often use it in the connotation to god isn't it faith religion but when julia talks about trust and faith it's definitely about confident or unquestioning belief in ourselves definitely yeah in our art in our creative process that's certainly how it feels For sure. But it's also loyalty to art and creativity, isn't it? Yeah. Giving allegiance to the relationship we have with the whole process. For sure. Yeah, definitely. And I love that one, keeping faith. Indeed. Perfect. So where does the word come from? Well, it comes from Latin,
1: fides, which means trust, faith confidence, reliance, credence, belief, the root of fidere, to trust. Wow. Yeah. And faith and trust requires us to relinquish control. Julia's pearl of wisdom, our resistance to our creativity is a
0: form of self-destruction. Oh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mm. Julia does not mince her words at all. (laughs) She doesn't at all because when we're unwilling to relinquish
1: control, we create problems so that we have something to control. And that's the illusion of control. Yeah.
0: Mm. We don't have enough problems. Let's create some problems. Mm. So we've got actually something to occupy ourselves with. I know. It's a twisty, bendy, loopy one. There you go. Yes, definitely. It's it's (laughs) very interesting how we can get creative around creating problems, right? Yes, I know. We can be very creative problem creators. (laughs) Well, it's a form of creativity. It is. Well, (laughs) tap yourself on the shoulder if you're good at it. You know, it is a creative expression of some sort. Now, very often when we have that shaky sense of faith or trust, we end up in a state of confusion and we say that we don't know, but we do No Yeah we do Don't we We need to flex And exercise The trust and faith muscle Within us And within our intuition And this requires us To be courageous And admit to our dreams Aloud Do not be ashamed Or afraid To say what your dreams are And affirm them
1: Reaffirm them Absolutely It's so good And Julia gives us Some affirmations as well Which give us a sense of direction Which is very kind of her I think Oh nice I know the things I know She says
0: Mm. I trust my own intuition. In a guide. Yeah, but this is kind of a paradox, isn't it? In order to live a full creative life, we need to give up control. However, we need to really deeply trust ourselves at the same time. So that's where we need to have that strength and resolution about Mm -hmm. who we are unshakable belief but then absolute surrender when it comes to allowing our creative process and path to take us wherever it's meant to go Steely determination but
1: not a vice like grip i love it it's also where we trust in god or life force or synchronicity and that's key at this point Because remember, the life force, synchronicity, God, whatever you want to call it, they want us to succeed. They are working with us, not against us in our creative endeavours. And I believe Julia gives us some lovely words of wisdom.
0: She says, instead, we have bought the message of our culture. This world is a veil of tears and we are meant to be dutiful and then die. The truth is that we are meant to be bountiful and live. The universe will always support affirmative action. Our truest dream for ourselves is always God's will for us. Absolutely beautiful, isn't it? Gorgeous, yes. Good to remember that. The life force wants us to thrive. Yes, thrive, not just survive. Yeah. Exactly. Hurrah and hooray. We also must be precise, clear, and decisive about who we are as artists. Yes. No dilly-dallying, no No. wishy-washy. Just state truly who you are and proudly. Yes, it is scary. However, the more you do it, the more you reaffirm your own state of beingness. more courageous you'll be yeah well the stronger the vision the greater the inflow of abundance and expansion exactly we ourselves determine who we are we need to affirm who we are and what we desire Mm -hmm. so we have to be quite self-assured and we self-assuredly know and trust that we are on the right path Definitely. Julia says, by trusting, we learn to trust. There is another little bit of a paradox in the whole of this area of trust. Letting go and staying firmly and self-assuredly in our own truth. Mm -hmm. We also need to talk about mystery. Oh, yes, we do indeed. Our creative path and our creative expression very often comes out of thin air. Yeah. At an odd hour in the day, (laughs) while you might be doing something completely unrelated to your artistic field, the muse descends. Yeah. And she wants to be heard. When it comes to our work, very often we work into the arc. There's no mold. I always like to say we need to start moldless to then produce something that has a mold. It's the chicken and egg scenario, yes. isn't it? Bold. What comes first? Yeah, exactly. So let's so, have a look at the mystery,
1: Joe. Mm, the definition of mystery: an unexplained or inexplicable event or phenomenon, a personal thing that arouses curiosity or suspense because of an unknown, obscure, or enigmatic quality. The state or quality of being obscure, inexplicable, or enigmatic in christianity it says any truth that is divinely revealed but otherwise unknowable something that is a secret and it comes from greek mysterion the plural is mysteria a secret rite or doctrine known and practiced by certain initiated persons only consisting of purifications sacrificial offerings processions songs comes from mystes one who has been initiated or from main to close shut that's interesting.
0: To make it a mystery. Yes. Again, the same with faith mm. and mystery. There are lots of religious connotations. Yeah. But what I loved about the definition, one of them, is a person or thing that arouses curiosity or suspense because of an unknown, obscure, or enigmatic quality. The reason I love this is because when we think about mystery within our artistic work and artistic process, if we still haven't rooted ourselves firmly in, in the ability to let go Mm. and stop controlling our artistic process, this idea of mystery can be very scary and unsettle us because we want to know and we want to know now how and what the product that we are after is going to look like in three months' time. Yeah, But this definition, I quite like it because it's got a bit of a playful angle to it. You know, it arouses curiosity or suspense. So it gives you a different energy to Mm. it. You might go... I wonder what the mystery is going to reveal to me. Yes. It's more a sense of a dynamic rather than the feeling of being frozen by your oh, artistic yeah, for process. Oh sure.
1: definitely. I like that a lot, actually. So Julia says, mystery is at the heart of creativity. That and surprise. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> Take a deep breath and relax and yeah. create. It's all going to be fine because within the doing, the mystery is going to reveal itself and surprise us as well. I know, how lovely. I know. Well, creativity begins in darkness,
1: of course. Mm -hmm. Like any seedling, it must gestate, germinate inside our brains before it is ready to be born. Yes. I really do like to think of it as a Cozy, warm space, hmm. a place to allow ideas to be gentle in their emergence, you know, to unfurl and uncurl.
0: I feel like it's just this really safe, beautiful space. I see it as a lovely old Gran knitting socks or a nice scarf in the winter, sitting next to a nice hot stove with her little glasses on, and just enjoying that lovely afternoon of that meditative action. That's how I see that mystery, murky. Process and she just lets it be for what it is.
1: Mm, Yes. My grandma used to make these amazing jumpers and we used to call them meatball jumpers. She used to sort of knit them with
0: like sort of bubbly bits. Yeah, balls on them. very interesting oh goodness me i love it art is definitely a gradual process Mm -hmm. ideas are grown in the space of our own minds and until they are complete we should not necessarily shout out loud about them definitely not i've Mm. done that far too many times julia also mentions that creative ideas form in drips and drops not by squared off building blocks yes i really love that image so for me ideas percolate Mm -hmm. And they are not perfect blocks that come straight off an assembly line, all perfect and of equal size. They're more like handmade adobe bricks, Mm. like back in the day. Yeah. You know, all a bit rough and rugged. But still, they make a beautiful home. Yes. It must have taken quite a skill to make them all fit. Yeah, well, they're all individually crafted. The human spirit, a human hand, has touched them. That's uh, rather lovely. Mmm. Infusing our own work with our own spirit, I think. Mm. That's what makes us original. Definitely, which is why I believe it's really important to noodle and doodle. Oh, you love your noodling and doodling. I do indeed.
1: (laughs) And allow the ideas to slowly emerge. You know, to force them out is not to respect them at all. And I think the process it takes to really present a well-considered piece of creativity does need that time of maybe making a bit of a mess of things or Mm -hmm. just taking the time to allow it to come out properly rather than forcing it out.
0: It must be done now and that's how it should look. I absolutely agree with you. I've learned about noodling and doodling through this journey because yeah. for a perfectionist this process of mystery and trust and faith this is a nightmare for a perfectionist <laughs> yes and you know and you feel like you're noodling and doodling to, let's say your favorite cd or music or a playlist yeah and it's like i'm wasting my time because one of the exercises was noodle and doodle to your favorite music and i thought myself why am i doing this just noodling and doodling i just wasted 20 minutes of my life that i'll never get back and i was like oh listen to the sensor speaking wow. but now i'm so happy and i noodle and doodle all the time love that not just on the paper but like in the cooking process which again that's something that you help me with and I'm learning yes just try all different types of recipes see what happens see what happens Exactly. That in. who knows <laughs> it might be horrific which it
1: probably won't <laughs> it be. won't it won't be then it might be delicious absolutely yeah so when we are trying to create To control that process of creation. We will not, by any stretch of the imagination, produce the best quality of our chosen art form. No, Not at all.
0: You know, if you hold a gun to your uh, creative child, it's going to be frightened and run away. Nobody likes to work under pressure. No. And we also cannot think clearly or rationally under pressure or under fear or under anxiety. So, you know, getting ourselves into that state of flow is very important. So being creative by surrender isn't the same as being creatively productive by force. And it's important to remember that. It's all about cooperating with a process. Yes, it is indeed. Uh,
1: Julia says, as creative channels, we need to trust the darkness. And for me, that means trusting that my kernel of an idea, my seedling, my fetal brain child will grow organically as it's meant to, as
0: it will. And I don't need to impose my will upon it for it to emerge fully formed. True. True. And we also need to cultivate a tolerance for the unknown, a tolerance for the unfinished, bent, chipped, not quite there, murky and muddy, because we're still in a zone of active mystery, I Mm. like to call it. The work is there. It's just behind the misty veils. We are unable to see it. We only see its outline and its rugged shape. Yes, it's so true. It's so true. And this is when I said we kind of work without a mould first, only to end up with a mould.
1: Yeah, for sure. Makes with some sense. structure. Absolutely. Julia says, Gently mull instead of churning away like an engine on a straight ahead path. This mulling on the page can be very threatening. I'll never get any real ideas this way, we fret. We can. Exactly the actual creativity the act of it is the value yeah absolutely giving our ideas the opportunity to unfurl in the darkness in the mystery of the womb of our own creativity by letting them slowly manifest into our consciousness to fall drip onto the page at their own pace until one day that wonderful day where we finally have our eureka moment the moment when we see our idea as it wants to be seen as it wants
0: us to see it yes exactly exactly that voice within us that compels us to create all the time it's a dialogue
1: yes
0: right absolutely it does want to be heard and listened to so if we are constantly just speaking at it yes poor thing after a while walks away with a little tail between its legs like a little puppy yeah i'm not being listened to yeah that's it moments also often happen when we walk away from the work and we are engaged in meditative repetitive actions yeah we do all the necessary work then we have to have the courage to walk away from it for a bit and leave it all in the darkness definitely we do yes (laughs) now there was a wonderful quote in the book that i really loved by theodore rothke he says what shakes the eye but the invisible oh that is rather lovely isn't it (laughs) and what is in the invisible is our imagination yes I love this section, the imagination at play. It was your favourite. It was my favourite. (laughs) And we started by actually looking at the definition of imagination. Mm, As we do, as we do. So what is it? It's the ability to form mental images of things that are not present to the senses or not considered to be real. Hmm. The mind viewed as the locus or repository of this ability or these images. The ability to confront and deal with reality by using the creative power of the mind. Resourcefulness. It also means attention, interest or enthusiasm. Oh, how wonderful. And it comes from Latin, imagination, a fancy or to form an image of represent. And we trace it to an image, a likeness. Wow. But the stem, which is imitari, means to copy, imitate. That's so bizarre, isn't it? Because i
1: using my imagination. I don't really use it to copy someone else's mm. work. That's really interesting. I'd never ever thought of it like that mm. at all. The derivation of it
0: to be to copy or imitate. Yes, it's a good one to ponder on, isn't it's it? It certainly is. And, you know, I can look at it from the viewpoint that we all drink out of the same creative well. Mm. And is what we do with that. Yeah, and it's a Sip. communion. Yeah. And then we share these ideas between each other or amongst each other as artists. Yeah. And we build on the collective creative mind, yeah. I guess. I
1: think you're right.
0: It could be. Yeah. Because
1: when we think about the word art, we tend to put the concept of it on a pedestal. And very often we attach sort of highbrow academic significance to oh, it, yes. don't we? We shouldn't really be thinking of art as a serious subject because it is playful and fun
0: fun yes we mustn't forget that incredible quote was it by picasso who said that every child is an artist and the problem is how to remain an artist once the child grows up so true (laughs) so i think that's what it is we are all artists we just grow up too quickly
1: Far too quickly. One of Julia's pearls of wisdom, she says, recovery urges are re-examining definitions of creativity and expanding them to include what in the past we called hobbies.
0: So we did exactly that. Since this week we seem to be defining words left, right and centre, we had a look at the definitions of creativity and hobby. Yes. We started with the word create. It means to cause to exist, bring into being, to give rise to, produce, to produce through artistic or imaginative effort or to invest with an office or title or a point such as, Joe was created a queen. Oh,
1: I thank you, darling.
0: (laughs) We trace the derivation of the word all the way to Latin and it means to make, bring forth, produce, procreate, beget or cause. Yes. And then, of course,
1: we thought, let's expand on that and let's have a look at the word creative. To be creative means having the ability or power to create productive, characterised by originality and expressiveness, imaginative, such as creative writing. It's
0: one who displays productive originality. Wow. And then finally, we get to creativity as the state or quality of being creative, as the ability to create meaningful new forms, originality, or as the process of using creative ability. How delightful. I love it. Now, the word hobby. Yes. We had lots of fun with this one because we we discovered something
1: unexpected. So what's a hobby, Jo? A hobby is an activity or interest pursued outside one's regular occupation and
0: engaged in primarily for pleasure. Oh, well, there we go. It was actually the derivation of the word that we had lots of fun with. It certainly was. The modern sense of a favourite pursuit object or topic is from 1816, and it's a shortening of hobby horse. Earlier, it meant a wooden or wicker work figure of a horse as a child's toy or a costume in the Morris dance, the connecting notion being activity that doesn't go anywhere. That makes me feel very sad,
1: though. The hobby is an activity that doesn't go anywhere. Well, thankfully, Julia gives the definition of hobby much more weight. She certainly does. Because, you know, we don't tend to explore those forms of art or creativity, the hobbies, which don't really yield us immediate results or that serve our career goals, do we? But we should we We should should. definitely we should
0: also explore certain hobbies that are not necessarily directly connected to our creative expression or or our art
1: yeah because obviously what happens is is when we're doing that something or other that we're not really focused on that's when we have these significant breakthroughs yep definitely all
0: forms of creative endeavors have merit and expand our creativity hurrah yeah (laughs) so hobbies can help us when we get stuck yes if you for example constantly finding yourself stuck in your creative process mm-hmm. why not take up swimming yeah why not take up something that in its essence has forward movement and constant engagement yes. with the body now julia does mention when she was working with creatives when they would get stuck that she would get them mending things Mm -hmm. or she would get them gardening because that would ground them so those are those mundane tasks which get us flowing again and we can get very creative with finding such analogous activities yes definitely well our hobbies take us out of our head and they take
1: us into our artistic brain activity which is wonderful but our hobbies also have spiritual benefits because they teach us humility and they destroy judgment and jealousy of course Course,
0: because yes. when we try them, yeah, we go, Oh, that's not as easy as I thought it was. I perhaps shouldn't have been that harsh yes. in judging or criticizing the other artists. Yeah, I was just thinking back to the critic.
1: Yep. If you're feeling like you're criticizing somebody, the best thing to do is go,
0: Well I wonder if I could do it. Yes the best way to find out what a certain artistic expression or form or a field feels like is to walk in that artistic field's shoes so to speak <laughs> try it for yourself and oh, good luck yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> so julia does say that it's a paradox of creative recovery that we must get serious about taking ourselves lightly so let's get serious about these hobbies let's yeah. not think of them as something that what was it doesn't, doesn't go, go anywhere, anywhere.
1: The morning pages and artist dates help us uncover and remember a lot of our abandoned hobbies and creative intentions. Mm -hmm. Our creativity is the warp and the woof of who we are, even if we deny it or we think we're not creative. The impulse to
0: create is always shimmering underneath the surface. Yes. It's good to remember, isn't it? Absolutely. That's the thing. Every single human being is a creative. Julia writes a love letter to our creativity. Yes. And there are so many pearls, or as I've <laughs> called them incorrectly when I was speaking to Jo, petals of wisdom. <laughs> she says, we are intended to create and there are many ways in which we implement our creativity and we always want to make our environment aesthetic. Yes, yeah? we do, don't she we? She says, we put a little bow on a cat or we paint our kitchen our favourite colour yeah. or we bake a beautiful cake and then we decorate it you know we are always adding to the aesthetic expression yeah we are in our life and the word aesthetic again has got a beautiful definition it certainly has it's relating to a sense of the beautiful
1: artistic discriminating cultivated refined concerned with pure emotion and sensation as opposed to pure intellectuality and the derivation comes ultimately from Greek and it means of or for perception by the senses perceptive perceptible
0: yes it's lovely isn't it it's beautiful yeah absolutely basically our suppressed and unexpressed creativity will always find an outlet it will definitely so what blocks us in our thinking is that we need to do art or be creative in the right way so we think that us or the society has to attach importance to it yeah that's absolutely true we don't need to put that much pressure on ourselves no just do it julia's got the remedy for it doesn't she yes
1: so what julia says is we are what's important and that there's something that we do
0: can be something festive but small exactly again we're going yeah. back to small steps make the concept of imagination at play your daily practice and a way of being and living and you will start noticing subtle changes in yourself and your environment you will step outside your comfort zone and expand i guarantee you <laughs> Well, to the outside world, you might look crazy.
1: Oh, during that process, for sure. I mean, or generally. (laughs) (laughs) And Julia says, you're either losing your mind or gaining your soul. Life is meant to be an artist date. That is why we were created. Yes,
0: isn't that beautiful? That's why I said this section really is a love letter to all of us, whether we are creatives or not.
1: Well, isn't that a lovely moment to take a pause? Yes, it is. It's time to slow down and take a wandering pause to reflect. I think the hill now need to be alive with the sound of Amelia's bell. Okay, shall I ring it? And
0: breathe.
1: Oh yes. So now we're going to take a closer look at our hobbies, give them validity and make them a functioning part of our creative
0: process. So what hobbies are you currently engaged in? In the past, have you had hobbies which you've given up? Is there any way you could give them a new lease of life? What about those hobbies which
1: you've always wanted to do but just haven't done for one reason or another? How do
0: you propose to include these in your newly established creative routine? Hobbies will be very happy to hear that we are giving them their true due weight. I
1: think they certainly will. Well, here we are, Amelia. We're picking up speed. We're hitting critical mass. We're about to go and hit escape velocity. We're about to take off and make our dreams a reality. We certainly are. Like a rocket. But first of all, let us do one thing before we get any further on this journey to the stars. Let's define velocity. Ah, what is velocity then? Well, it's rapidity or speed of motion. It's swiftness. The rate of speed of action or occurrence. And it also says the rate at which money changes hands in an economy.
0: That's an interesting one. Yeah, isn't it? Where does it come from? It comes from a Latin word, which means fast. Fast. So, why are we speaking about a velocity? All of a sudden, out of the blue. Well, because <laughs> we're going to escape. We're going to make our dreams
1: come true. We're going to go for it. But what happens when we're just about to? Oh, I think I know what you're hinting at. Yes, we're about to escape the drudgery and launch ourselves into our creative bliss. But something might happen to make you doubt your grand plan. There it is, the final creative block. Mm. Doubt. I mean, it can be like when you're just over a lover and they call you on the very day you're about to have a date with another person. Your first foray into the dating game and they'll call you. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? It's awful. puts that seed of doubt in your mind. Am I over them? Am I not?
0: (gasps) Shall I give him another chance? Yes. Oh, maybe they've changed. They haven't. Don't. (laughs) It's that final test, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's good for it to happen because it Mm. tests us to see if we are truly ready to commit to our artistic dreams. Tests are metal. It does. And now we're beginning to spot them and also look back and see when we've been distracted or diverted by Mm. the last minute well-meaning doubt. Yes. So we're talking about the traps we fall into just before that escape velocity moment, just before we gain enough speed Mm. to take off. Well, we could get flattery. We could be offered more money Mm -hmm. to stay in a job that we do not enjoy. Yes. Or our family members or friends can show deep concern about our well-being.
1: Yes. There's that. And then there's also the one where you're just about to do something and then your significant other... urgently needs you to help them desperately
0: Mm. needs you to stay and help them it stops you doing it it slightly harks back to the crazy makers doesn't it yes not quite but yeah it's got like a tinge of a crazy maker (laughs) a hint of crazy (laughs) well don't be fooled is the sage advice of Michelle, Julia's friend who clearly has been through a... uh, A few tests. A few tests herself. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I've had this one. You're leaving a
1: safe job, a secure income, but you get a bonus for goodness sake. Mm. Why would you possibly want to do that? And falling into the bonus trap is quite a trap to fall into for sure. The money,
0: it's a lovely juicy carrot at the end of that (laughs) stick, isn't it? Escape velocity stick. Yes. Oh, I'll just have a little nibble. Just a little nibble. Five years down the line, And you're still trying to nibble at the carrot. Definitely. So Julia says, often what happens to us as recovering creatives is that just as our career is heating up, we reach for our nearest wet blanket. We blurt out our enthusiasm to our most sceptical friend. In fact, we call him up. If we don't, he calls us. This is the test. It really is. And it can be done consciously or unconsciously, Mm. you know. Julia has defined the well-meaning people in our life really well. They are wet blankets, whether they know it or not, whether they do it intentionally or not so not quite to the crazy makers no she's a bit more gracious she is indeed (laughs) but there is a way to stop this happening we say nothing yes we mustn't advertise well we can to our sacred circle yes but not necessarily to those people that we've recognized are not our cheerleaders yes
1: exactly and you can make a list of who is a cheerleader and who isn't and stick to that julia says name your wet blankets yes then wrap yourself in some dry ones <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much yes give no power to anyone who would throw cold water in your direction they're not well-intentioned they definitely mean it and you need to count your blessings that
0: you have recognized them for what they are absolutely again yeah. it goes back to learning to trust our own authority for sure and not to look for an outside validation mm. we need to fully step into our own sovereignty yes. we've got to put on those crowns ourselves yes you know on the top of our heads no Nobody's going to do that for us. We are the queen or king of our own queendom or kingdom. That is life. That is beautiful. We certainly are. And here are
1: the real deal kickers, I think. To achieve escape velocity, you need two things. The sword of steely intention and the shield of
0: self-determination. Yay. Julia's friend Michelle says they will try and get to you. Don't forget that. Set your goals and set your boundaries.
1: And Julia concludes, set your sights and don't let the ogre that looms on the horizon deflect your flight.
0: Oh, and we certainly are now ready to take our flight, aren't we? We certainly are. I'm getting quite emotional, Joe. I know, from laughter to tears. Well, we <laughs> have really worked very hard, all of us, to get to the end of this incredible journey. And as I said, I was a bit heartbroken until I actually reached the creativity contract. Yes. And I thought, again, Julia has really thought of everything. She gave me so much hope. Yes. It put my mind to rest because I know from the hero's journey that the reward we've reached is not the end of the journey. We no. still have three stages to wow. walk. So the creativity contract... And another three months allow us to actually walk those three steps of that hero's journey. Yeah. And the tasks, they do set us up for that, don't they? The real journey that is only beginning. Mm. In the tasks, which were absolutely fabulous, Julia gets us to fish for any last remaining areas of resistance, anger, fears, procrastination and negative beliefs. Yeah. We mend any mending. We create a God jar and reaffirm
1: what we would like to create most yes and then she wishes us good luck and blesses us
0: on our journey and she also asks us to reread the artist's way and share it with others now that's a very interesting step because the artist's way does mirror the hero's journey by mm-hmm. joseph campbell and in this step of sharing the work with others mm-hmm. she actually covers and integrates the last two step of the hero's journey yes which we will talk about in our last episode of season one yes we have now reached the reward stage of the hero's journey lovely and i've done some research and i found a beautiful little booklet called the hero's journey dream oracle it's by kelly sullivan walden and in it i found a brief summary of what reaching the reward stage is all about lovely and it's goes like this we have arrived at the moment we've been working and waiting for your power is no longer locked in a dungeon or held captive by a dragon it is yours you have conscious access to it breathe as you integrate this power strength beauty wildness fierce love and passion back into your heart and soul don't leave home or bed without it Consider every situation in your life and every dream, from the seemingly benign to the technicoloured drama, is encoded with soul juice and power. This is a moment to revel in. Breathe deeply as you awaken to your magnificence. Realise that you are the prize and revel in the view from the summit you worked so hard to climb. I love those words. Tune in next week to hear the
1: rest. Oh, my goodness me, Amelia. We've reached the place. We always like to stop. The Inspiration Station. Toot, toot. Yay, yay.
0: Jo, what was your inspiration this week?
1: Well, my inspiration this week is an amazing piece written by a new friend of mine Mm. called Lauren Pond, and it's called A Gathering in the Wood. My feet carry me crunching over fallen pine needles into a clearing. "'Sun motes gather to greet me through the branches of seasoned ancient arbours, "'smiling at me with their swirling dust. "'I grin in recognition, a meeting in the wood, and there you were. Hazel green eyes and that brow across the way. My heart ablaze with the magic of fireflies. Flying magic. Rushing light. Where have you been? The sun moats giggle softly. They've been waiting for this. I shut my eyes for a moment to feel you. A kaleidoscopic whirr of you behind my eyelids. You call to me from my palms and lift me from within. I am called back to the clearing by the sigh of sun Motes, and open my eyes once more to find you much closer than before. Sun Motes blush and retreat, our eternal private moment amongst the trees. Eons pass in a feather strand moment as your blue depths respectfully approach my quivering soul. A palm is offered, promising wrinkles around the eyes, and a grin suggests safe harbour. I can breathe, like delicate oil and water stirred, our bodies light the forest. Fragrance of pine sap and soil fill my nostrils as you turn me. Created breeze against my cheeks. The rhythm of your hips touring me through time. My hair
0: dancing to your beat. Where have you been? That's beautiful. So what inspired you in this little piece? I just
1: loved the fact that it felt like faith. Mm. It felt like knowing she was going to find him.
0: Right. When everything was sort of perfect. I just think it was about surrender as well. Perhaps this little piece heralds our intentions, I guess, for our uh, second season. We have so many friends that are so talented. Absolutely. And they've been sharing their work with us. And I think we intend to uh, focus on creativity and artists in everyday life.
1: Yes, absolutely. Our
0: and the people that we meet in the streets, but they are incredible creators. And that's the little secret they harbour about themselves. And then when they open up, this work pours out and we just sit in astonishment and awe. Now uh, yeah. that is something that I would like to speak to. Lovely. The sense of awe and the sense of mystery. I took a wonderful poetry writing course by a wonderful American poet called Jacqueline Suskin. She devised the beautiful poetry writing workshop called Every Day is a Poem.
1: Oh how wonderful!
0: And one of the um, themes we kind of dissected in one of the sessions was the sense of awe and she spoke to the fact that anything and everything around us when we focus on it can stir or awaken a sense of awe within us Mm. anything every single small thing if we really focus on it can all of a sudden become the most incredible mysterious object or concept ever and we can find poetry in it and this is what she says about awe whenever you stand at any moment Whatever the situation, you can drum up a large dose of awe to get you through. Awe is appreciation. Awe is curiosity. It gets you closer. It gets you to look closer, to lead with patience and compassion, acceptance and intrigue. There is no shortage of wonder in the human spirit. We were born to ask why. We are here to make up our own answers. This is the poetry of being alive. We will hone into our own awe. We will uncover it like an aquifer and bring it to the surface so that it never goes silent again that's so beautiful isn't it and so you were inspired well, i was inspired clearly but i didn't know so that evening i went to bed i went to sleep at three o'clock at night i woke up and there was a poem wanting to be written wow Inside, inspiration struck well i just couldn't go back to sleep and i was like okay then i'll write you so (laughs) So i wrote begrudgingly i I did i wanted to sleep but i knew i knew when the muse calls you've got to answer the call you cannot put it off because our muses the same as our artistic children are very impatient they do not have a linear concept of time no she didn't care it was three o'clock in the morning she was like write me now so what's very interesting is that then i sent off that poem because jacqueline wanted to select a number of poems to publish and loads of entries were submitted The poem that I wrote got chosen. Congratulations, it's so lovely. So I'm sure we're going to hear it. What actually caused the sense of awe and wonder within me was snow. Lovely. The night the grace of winter fell around us like velvet darkness. We lit a candle for the world in pain. War echoed through the prayer you spoke, choking the quivering flame into silence. Devoid of faith, I hung my head low, hiding my eyes lest they spoke their truth. Look outside the window, you whispered, your words exploding fireworks of hope, as my soul was dancing with the first snow. That is a beautiful piece. Why, thank you. Wow, again, I'm getting quite emotional. We are at the end of our Artist's Way journey. We are, but we're not at the end of the podcast. No, Not quite joe what's coming up next week then well coming up next week episode
1: 14 our final week of this season season one of the creative wanderer podcast thank you so much everybody for sticking with us through this and i've had a wonderful time creating this with you amelia
0: oh my goodness me too and our podcast channel has actually mirrored the artist's way journey as well we went through all the ups and downs and blocks and sabotage and name it (laughs) we've been through it Absolutely.
1: And part of creating the Creative Wanderer podcast required us to reread the book and solidify our gain. Yes. We've had even deeper gains and life changing insights. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about our experiences and breakthroughs as well as delving deep into the last three remaining stages of our hero's journey the journey back, resurrection, and the elixir. Yes. And this should round off the Creative Wanderer season one rather nicely. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you for
0: wandering with us and remember to always be on the lookout
1: for the presence of wonder. See you next time.